quiet, please. Love Talk Radio.
you know, in, in future shows, and uh, I'll tell you about my upcoming guests around the break, but let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Christopher Hadley. He's been a professional stunt person for, oh, about 17 years now. I had the opportunity of working with Chris on a movie that I was one of the producers on called Girls Gone Dead, which is still in post-production, but we worked together uh, in Florida last year around oh, just about this time, November and December of 2010. Chris was stunt coordinator on that. He's worked with a host of great stunt people. He got involved by working with John De Pasquale, and uh, I believe he's on the set right now with Jared De Pasquale, uh, a stuntman and friend who also worked on uh, on Girls Gone Dead. Uh, he does uh, a number of different things, utility stunts, uh, uh, coordinating stunts, precision driving, and uh, we're going to bring him on and uh, ask him about these different things right now. Christopher, are you there? Hey, Rex. How's it going? <laughs> it's going. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for inviting me on your show. I'm happy to have you on the show, and it's good to talk to you again and to and to be able to stay in touch with you since the the time that we uh, spent days together on on a set in Florida. So, and you're on a set right yeah. now in Florida, right? You're you're you're. It, it, I'm in Daytona Beach. I am. I'm with Jared Pasquale, and uh, yeah, we got a lot of production stuff going on uh, between us and other other. Other things we're going going to do here soon, yeah. And I sh- and I should have known better. I should have pronounced Jared De Pasquale's name correctly when I said uh, it okay. moments ago. So I apologize right. to Jared. Uh, but uh, well, awesome, awesome. Um, so I want to ask you uh, first, just tell us a little bit of your background and and how you how you decided to get into the stunt business. Okay. Uh, well, it traces back honestly. Uh, a long time before I started doing it professionally, um, with friends, you know, doing normal young guy stuff, you know, um, riding dirt bikes, doing uh, skateboarding. We had, you know, we were always doing water sports, that kind of thing. And we always enjoyed kind of pushing it just a little bit, you know, challenging each other, you know, that sort of thing. You know, we, we were driving out on in rural dirt roads, getting cars sideways around corners, you know, things like that. And, you know, after a while, you know, it was just fun stuff, stuff we would do, you know, on summer, the summer break, that kind of thing. But uh, uh, as far as get the uh, early parts of getting into stunts, it was really when um, when John De Pasquale, he was a stunt coordinator, a stunt man in Orlando, and he also had a bungee jump company um, back in the day. And anyway, he uh, got into the parks and he works in, in some of the live stunt shows. And so, uh, we, uh I kind of gravitated up there with his brother, Jared Pasquale, and we, uh, got into the parks. We started going in-house auditions. Um, and then, uh, Johnny would get us on to, to a couple sets. We did dead presidents as uh, featured extras, you know, that kind of thing. And, but my first real taste of being involved with, uh, a stunt crew, a second unit stunt uh, crew, was on Fair Game. That was probably the biggest, the first big deal that uh, we got on, and that was uh, he got us on as precision drivers. We got to simulate traffic in a. Uh, if anyone's seen Fair Game, there was a, a scene where a tow truck was driving through a lot of traffic in Miami, and uh, there's a jeep he was towing that's on fire, and. Um, the actor Billy Baldwin, his stunt double Bobby Brown, was jumping from truck to truck and doing all this in between the traffic that we were simulating. So um, that those were the early days. 
Um, that's kind of where it uh, began for me. Awesome. Well, let me let me ask you just to start off because you work as a stunt performer and as a stunt coordinator. And so, if you don't mind, I'd like you to to uh, help me define some terms so that the listeners, if they don't already know, um, some of the different categories that uh, uh, a stunt person uh, can find work in. All right. So. Okay. Let me ask you what a stunt rigger is. A rigger is somebody who uh, works with the coordinator, who understands the uh, the action that the, the, the director needs. And um, working along with the coordinator and the director of photography um, will actually rig for the stunt to get it done within the frame, that sort of thing. But the rigging... You know, is it anywhere from tying knots to, uh, you know, for somebody to repel off of a building or uh, getting into a car? Um, it's kind of a balance between stunts and special effects, working with them also. Um, there's rigging with, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, say, well, I mentioned repelling. There's also uh, rigging with um, scaffold. We use scaffold a lot. Um, there's uh, harnesses, all that sort of thing. Like if you're doing a car jump, you kind of have a roll cage in in the car, and those are all um, rigging. And, and a lot of it is also working with your key grip um, as sort of a, uh, you know, a safety, uh, working with a key grip so that everyone's approved, so that all equipment's per spec, um, that, that sort of thing. I, I hope that helps out. Um, does it have? Does it include things like, you know, people are put up on, on belts that pull them out of, uh, uh, you know, in a fight they get knocked back or they get blasted back? Sure. Is it, does it have to yeah. do, would you say it works with the grip, with it creating the, the jumping platforms and different things that the, um, yeah, or or all, putting putting up hanging poles off of buildings and stuff that you know. So it's it's all of that kind of uh, resulting labor around uh, you know the 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 equipment side of it, the technical side of making the stunt happen for the performer. Yes, yes, yes. It, it is. It's doing all of that. Uh, like where you were mentioning a ratchet, um, that you would have to rig the ratchet in such a way that it doesn't pull too hard, it doesn't pull enough, it has to go at a certain plane or a certain angle, um, if you're getting blown through something, that kind of thing. Um, rigging for stunts also, it could be almost anything, um, for example, on, well, I, when I was working with you on Girls Gone Dead, I rigged a door, I rigged a door um, as a breakaway door uh, so that I could go through it with a weapon, that, that sort of thing. That's all uh, under your rigging. Awesome. Okay, so so that that's included in the purview, the breakaway door. I mean, it is part of this. That is part of the stunt. Okay, oh, and, yeah. I, and yeah. I and I remember that very well. But I, you know, so that we clarify. Now, a, a stunt. Let's go with stunt coordinator. So you're also a stunt coordinator. Uh, so what falls in your purview? Well, a stunt coordinator really works hand in hand with the director to bring the vision that they have. Uh, with the action onto screen. So 
I I really have to have him paint the picture for me, and then I I'll do put all of the elements in place for him, as far as they'll give me a cast breakdown so that I know um, the the height, the weight, the uh, the uh, the way an actress or an actor looks, so that I can find an appropriate double um, to do the stunts for them. Um, that way, and and the double also has to have you know, these certain stunts as a strong point. If I have to actually use two separate doubles, say for one actress, I would have to do that just so that, you know, because personally I like to use people for their strength. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, I don't I don't train people on set. I'd rather them already know what they're doing and then work with that, you know. But uh, it's also, you know, I, I might go the little extra route, but I create my own storyboards so that everyone on set sort of knows where it's going. Um, I'll, I'll work, uh, I'll show the storyboards to the director, get sort of an approval, then I'll work with the director of photography to make sure that he gets the angles to sell the action um, um, appropriately, you know. And then um, coordinators also make sure that all the equipment is needed, that uh, is on set um, as far as uh, safety equipment and that sort of thing. Also, I uh, put into uh, play set medics, um, other professionals that I work with um, that that do pyro, that do um, uh, weapons wrangling, or, or weapons experts uh, such as Craig Clark, um, that sort of thing. But um, you know, and if I don't have the equipment. I will call uh, friends of mine like Dave Kramer or Grady Bishop, and uh, I'll, I'll try to see if they would uh, have it available and if they would mind uh, bringing that on set. So it's really what it is, is putting all of the elements in place to the stunt done, um, to sell the stunt and to do it safely and uh, within budget, which is important. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um let me let me continue with this kind of questioning and and there's the term utility stunts what are what is what do you mean by utility stunts utility stunts is sort of a broad category utility stunts is anything a stunt performer will do such as of falls um falling off a horse or doing a mini tramp stunt say an explosion happens occurs and Somebody on a mini tramp has to jump off of it in, in order to look, make it look like the explosion threw them through the air. Um, utility stunts is also, uh, I think, there's um, like it's such a broad statement. It's really almost any stunt that uh, I mean, if you, you can do a burn, that's under utility stunts. You can do, okay. you know, al- almost any stunt. Yeah. So, so in hiring, for example, I mean, I obviously, uh, and I'm going to ask you this question in a second uh, about why, as a producer or director, I, I need and want the stunt coordinator as well as you know professional stunt performers. But, but in hiring, you know, as a producer or somebody, I'm looking around for stunt people, and I go, uh, I need somebody to do a burn, or I need somebody to do a tramp, or I need somebody to do a, you know, fall from a horse. Um, Am, how do, what do I what do I do? I mean, how do I how, do I call up uh, Stuntman's Union or or someone and go? Uh, 
I have a bunch of different kind of stunts here. Who do, who do I hire? A utility stunt person or a stunt performer? Or what? What am I hiring? You know, or, or okay, or is that just a broad category? So if if I'm a guy, if I'm a stunt person and I specialize in tramps and falls from horses, then they would say, oh well, that's under utility stunts. You want stunt performer Rex here to come in because he's he's a specialist in those two things, and and you want right. Chris to come in on this because he's a specialist in these things or Jared to come in on this because he's or Grady to come in on that because they specialize in the other but it would all be under utility stunts is that a separate sure. credit uh, utility stunts is a hired uh, stuntman to do a, a specific stunt um, a performer uh, who does utility stunts you know they might put utility stunts say on their IMDb that sort of thing. They were there, you know. And if you're specifically a stunt double, you would put that on your credit. You were a stunt double for an actor. Um, stunt coordinator is. Um, you can have more than one stunt coordinator on a film. Sure. Um, I, I uh, personally like to, like I mentioned before, um, have people there who I'm comfortable with who, you know, have a specialty or, or a strength in a certain area. Um, say say I needed to uh, coordinate a fight. I can do, personally, I can do, you know, your street fight, your boxing sort of fight, but if I was going to do anything with martial arts or something specific like that, I would probably call in, like, my friend Dave Kramer. He's a really good uh, fight coordinator. And uh, have him coordinate that fight or be in that fight. Uh, or Or help me teach the actor or actress if they want to be, you know, participate in the fight too so that they can uh, sell it but there's also um, coordinators that specialize in burns there's coordinators that specialize in like you mentioned horses that sort of thing so uh, coordinators don't always only coordinate um, they're, they're performers as well so you right. know, if uh, you know and I you know but uh I would um, I would always try to use people for their strengths and in the stunt community, um, believe it or not, it's actually a small community. People know what each other that what they do, what's on their reel, what's on their resume, what they're known for, um, and uh, you know if those guys are available and they don't mind coming in for the the, the rate that's you know that's there, then uh, you know then you want to hire those guys. You know? Right. So so. I'm going to ask the question that I did a minute ago. As a producer or as a director, what is what is the point of hiring a stunt coordinator and these stunt performers? Oh, gotcha. Sorry, I got off track there. No, 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 um, no. You answered you answered exactly what I wanted, but I, but I said I was going to ask this question moments later, and so I'm yeah. now asking. This one. Yeah, a, a stunt coordinator is uh, is is really somebody that's going to know who can do the stunts effectively and safely and uh if if you're a producer or a director you produce and direct you don't you don't go out and jump off a building and hope for the best you know so it's it's just a but um the there's there's a lot that goes into it that you don't see um and there's uh like say say we're gonna hang somebody off of a off of a zip line and it's going for say so many feet so high off the ground and some performer is this heavy you know the coordinator has to make sure that that zip line is 
uh, as redundant as possible, like with 50 to 1, 100 to 1 odds that, you know, it's going to break. That way, you know, it's safe. Um, and then he hires guys to rig that who have done it before and have a safety record, um, you know. And there's also another aspect behind stunts, which always has a danger no matter what you do. There's always a danger whether you're falling two feet or, or, or say, 80 feet. There's always a small chance of danger as, as, safe, as, as safely as you can be. And sometimes somebody will get hurt. It may end up in court, and your stunt coordinator is going to be the one that's, that's there explaining what's going on, what happened, what they did, what, how they tried to avoid it, this type of thing. So, you know, all of that, you know, really comes in under, you know, it's got to come under somebody's belt, and, and usually the front line on that is the, the stunt coordinator. And uh, if you are going to have, say you're the director, you have um, certain big stunts in mind, you're going to look for a stunt coordinator who's done that before, who's had a track record that's on their reel, uh, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, and then you also have budget issues. It's a business, so, you know, if uh, you find one that might come in a little lower so that you can add stunts, then you might go with them. But uh, the main thing is that the the producer knows the coordinator's track record. And, and more importantly, stunt coordinators should not take on a job that they haven't done themselves. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's a responsibility. If, if somebody came to me and said, uh, can you, can you uh, coordinate, a, say, a 100-foot jump with, with with a challenger, like say, you know, Dukes of Hazard came back on TV and they wanted me to do that. You know, I would say personally, no, I can't do that, but I can find you somebody that will. And that would be my responsibility, you know. So, uh, well, you know. Go ahead. So you, go ahead. I was going to say you said a mouthful right there. I mean, one of the, one of the, I, I think one of the best reasons that, uh, uh, producers and directors should consider hiring the people because you know because they're experts in their in their field of expertise. They're your experts. Your concern is with safety and and getting the thing done with as little harm as as humanly possible. And sometimes accidents do happen. But also the idea that you're the front person if there's litigation, that that there is a qualified professional on the set who can explain what did go right and what did go wrong or what the what the things are. I mean, you you end up being. You know, if if I just throw a film together and don't have stunt people, but have actors do their own stunts, and somebody gets hurt, I you know I got really nobody to blame but myself for that situation. You know, I can't, you know, I can't say, yeah. hey, well, I had qualified pros. So that's that's great advice. I mean, that's really I'm glad that you pointed that out. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's very important. You know, a coordinator can't uh, actually or should not, in my belief, uh, have a, another stuntman or a woman, do any sort of stunt that they have not done or are not comfortable in doing themselves. Uh, and so, you know, if, if like, say, like, uh, say there was a stunt, you know, I would bring another coordinator in and say, you know, do you know somebody that can do this or can you coordinate this for me? You know. And, cool. And it's a, I it's have... A, it's, a, it's really a learning, you know. I learn from people all the time. I learn from my, you know... My friends, I learned from other coordinators. It's a continual learning process. So. Well, I have, um, uh, you know, 
I guess, how many different designations are there for stunt people? I mean, there are people who, for example, will drive a car very fast, but they don't necessarily roll the car, or uh, some might, but you know what I'm saying? Others maybe, you know, I mean, are there as many different designations as there are as many different things you can think about? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Well, with cars, for example, uh, like, uh, there's there's a lot of uh, different areas. A lot of... um, Sometimes you'll have a commercial where you need cars to drive really fast in a straight line or, or maybe do formations, that sort of thing. Um, and you can actually hire, say, a race car driver or a guy from Skip Barber. That, you know, you can hire those guys, and they can do it. You know, if, they, if they're in the field, they learn uh, how to drive on camera and work with your, your insert car, then they can do that. But if you ask them to do a 360 or say a reverse 180 or pipe ramp a car, you might then want somebody that specializes in stunt driving. So there's a difference. Precision driving and stunt driving are both different things. Um, They're both, honestly, they're both, they're both equally as difficult. Precision driving might look simple, but it's really not. There's a lot of elements that have to, you know, be in place and, and work right with your speed and your distance apart and that sort of thing so you know and then stunt driving you know it's it's the nice thing about uh stunt driving is that you can have somebody pull a 90 all right and it looks as if they they the car almost hits you almost comes off screen well mm-hmm. that can that camera could be 25 feet away and you know they're shooting long so that the whole crew is safe um, everyone behind the camera is safe because of this maneuvers happening right in front of them. So that's another nice thing. As long as they can hit a mark, then you can shoot around it. You don't have to have the camera right up close. You can have it pretty far away, and that way everyone's safe, and um, you can do multiple takes, that sort of thing. So, But stunt driving is, is a separate thing. Um, as far as stunt driving, I've been fortunate enough to, to work with Grady. Uh, learned a lot from Grady uh, Bishop. Uh, Dave Kramer is also a driver. Kevin Waterman, um, they're all really good drivers. I've learned a lot from those guys, and uh, you know, I, I I appreciate the uh, the camaraderie that I have with uh, I, my stunt friends. But, and, um, and so, go ahead. No, uh, and then as far as background, yeah, I mean that's as far as driving. Those are those are the differences. No, oh, that's very cool. And, and and some of those gentlemen were on the set with us. Yeah, Grady was on yes. on uh, Girls Gone Dead doing some uh, driving. Was uh, he not? Grady, uh, Craig Clark was with his picture with his insert right. car. Craig mm-hmm. Clark, uh, yeah, he has camera cars. Grady Bishop does also. Um, uh, we got a lot of equipment from Grady, and mm-hmm. uh, but I was able to. I was fortunate enough to have. Uh, yeah, Dave and Kevin and uh, Jared, uh, Eric Owen. I, I I tried to spread it out uh, as much as I could, you know. But um, I'd like to make a special mention too to Jenny Andreasen. She was a stunt girl that uh, was came down. Yeah, and she did the. She did. She was a stunt double, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she did a live burn. She she burned. Uh, I think it was two times she burned. She did a great job. Um, 
they uh, she also uh was involved in a pile drive from mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler uh-huh. pile drive pile driver too. So um I I've honestly I've worked with a lot of really tough, really ambitious stunt men, but I think on that day I saw somebody work as hard as as I've ever seen anyone work. <laughs> Jenny and and they they really put her through the mill and she took it professionally. She did everything just right, um, and, uh, you know, Mike Hoffman, the director of Girls Gone Doe, was very, very pleased with her. She's, I just want to give a shout-out to her. I want to give a shout-out yes. to Court. There's also Courtney Kramer, right. who's Dave Kramer's wife. She did a, she doubled uh, three actresses. She did a fall off the stairs. She did a, a fall off the roof. Right. And, um, and and if you remember, Rex, it was about 25 degrees that night. It was it was it, about 16 degrees. Yeah, it was, it was there was frost. <laughs> it was there was freezing. frost on this roof in Florida, and uh, Courtney had to have a bathing suit on, yeah. and come out of a window, fall off of a roof into a pad multiple times, and uh, and she was. A, a complete champ that night too. I, total, total professional. Know. Absolutely. I never heard a, a, a complaint from anyone from your crew or staff. Or you know, I mean, I was probably standing there complaining under my breath constantly. But <laughs> it was, just it, it was so really, cold. it was, a, it was really unbelievable. And if, and if you need to be loose for these stunts, you know, we stretch, we make sure we're loose, and you know. But once you you step out of that window into 15 degree air, you kind of tense up, and you know. Oh, geez. She, she was, um, you know, very tough that night. And then uh, I'd like to give one more shout out to sure. uh, to uh, Ashley Hudson, who's up in Louisiana. I got to work with her on Beware, which was uh, the uh, one of the last features I I uh, coordinated before Girls Gone Dead. But uh, Ashley uh-huh. Hudson came down. She did uh, a backfall. She stunt doubled the uh, the lead. Actress in that Lorena King, that's on J- Jason Daly's movie. I'll beware. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I want to mention these girls because um, they were awesome. Just like yeah, and just like going to back into Shakespeare, all the men were that were all the women were men acting in Shakespeare from Shakespeare on. And there's I can find a guy to double a girl any day of the week. Not in a bikini. I can say that, but. <laughs> In, in a car, you know, in regular street clothes, that sort of thing. There are so it's equally it's not as, as, as so much an equal playing field anymore. These girls are having to work doubly as hard um, to get these gigs, and they're out there really busting their butts. And uh, I just need to give a shout out to them because uh, I respect what they do, and um, you know, so I, I try to to help as much as I can with it, as far as that goes. And these girls, you know. They've been doing it for a while, um, and some of them, like Jenny, she's up and coming, and uh, you know, hopefully, one day they'll be in the same the same boat as Debbie Evans and and uh, or Jennifer Badger. You know, those girls who are really successful in stunts. Well, I'm, if you'll indulge me for a moment, I wanted I was going to say that you know, in my acting career, and I sort of I've, I've done a few things. I got the privilege of, of doing a fall off a roof onto a mattress, which nearly killed me. But not not literally, but I mean, it was you know, it was one of those things where they, I wanted to do it, and the stunt people were, and everyone was willing to let me do it, and it was tough. I mean, you know, and and they they gave me some practice and and everything, and but it was it was you know, it was a, a tough call. I mean, a tough I mean, thing to do. I mean, and, and it's frightening, and it may have been 
30 feet. You know, I mean, it wasn't 20 feet or something. It was off of a first story. No, that's technically a high fall. That's technically a high fall. Rex, you did (laughs) a high fall. I did a high fall. I've done some stunt fighting, you know, but um, I I was in a picture with Charlene Tilton. We were co-starring in a, in a small movie that you can't even find today, and um, and uh, they they hired me and said, okay, we're going to train you if if you can do it to ride horses. And so they gave us stunt stunt riding lessons at that time with the premier stunt riding horse wrangling team in in Los Angeles. They'd done the Black Stallion and, and different things. And, and uh and they doubled Charlene they, and the thing that was amazing I mean we, we went through I, I don't know 3 or 6 months of lessons and it was it was so wonderful but these horses were so highly trained they went I was lucky in that they didn't replace me you know I I I I was able to master what they wanted me to do but but they did replace one or two other stunt women and not not for any other reason that but that these horses were so sophisticated in terms of their training that if you laid the the reins in a wrong place on their neck while doing something, it was a command. So you had to be very sure that you didn't inadvertently, you know, squeeze with your legs or lay the reins down or something that, that told the horse to do something contrary to what they were doing. Right. And uh but the first day of shooting was the first day we were gonna do this gallop with the camera uh, car in front of us, and uh, it was all fogged out. We're going down the road. It's a dream sequence, and I'm chasing uh, alleged, you know, supposedly Charlene Tilton, but the double on horseback. And Eric Estrada had just, with the, if you remember, years prior when he was doing chips, his motorcycle went into the camera car, and he was almost killed. It punctured a lung. I mean, he had all sorts of problems. So yeah. we're 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 on this road out in Sherwood Forest in the, in the in the woods of Los Angeles to shoot this thing, and I said, whatever you do, don't stop the camera truck because we won't be able to see you. You know, this is foggy. You know, they're running alongside us on both sides with fog machines and in pickup trucks. And they said, okay. And the first run, and we're galloping at full speed, and the truck is in front of us. The first run is exactly what they did. They stopped the camera truck. And we bumped horses and managed to go around the trucks, but we both very nearly got incredibly hurt. Uh, wow. But we did. We didn't. We didn't fall off the horses. Nothing. I mean, we were. Saying, and I came back just screaming at these people. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. But we finally sure. got the shot. And it, but it was the most exciting, scary, frightening. I mean, the you know. So, and and you know, I had prepared for three to six months for this, and it was still you know, adrenaline producing and, and hair raising. So when you guys train, I mean, you can train for years. I imagine that you still have, I mean, when you you have a motto about safety being first and, and taking all those precautions. Yeah. And, 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 you know, things can go wrong. Unfortunately, none of us were hurt. So, so, I, and I insert that story just, I'm sure you've got scores of them, but I mean, I insert that story because it's one from my history of, of, you know, even with the best planning, sometimes it can be precarious. And as a performer, yeah. it, was, it was it was frightening. I mean, it was. It, yeah, I'm glad I did it. Oh, yeah. But but, but uh, yeah, I think about professionals who are standing on a precipice a hundred feet up, or you know, driving a car at high speeds or riding a horse. I mean, it's still got to be scary, even when you know what you're doing. It is. It is. And uh, you know, that's uh, with uh, your story. I mean, you know, if you're if you're doing. If you're like precision horse riding, is completely uh, more difficult than uh, than precision car driving. With a car, you're pretty much in control of it. You know, with a horse, you know, um, at least the horse has its own instincts too. You know, 
But, uh, right. you know, it, having an exit plan just in case, you know, being able to, you know, uh, call out a board or have a, a plan where if you do have to stop, if you do have to veer off, you, everyone knows where to go so they're not colliding, that kind of thing. But as far as the adrenaline, the fear, um, you know, you can train over and over and over and and, and really become specialized in and say just one area and then you get on camera and you have to do it. If you're not nervous, if you don't have butterflies in your stomach to do it right, then something's not right if you ask me um, because fear is a natural feeling uh-huh. and fear will keep you safe as well. If you uh, if you become complacent at any time during a stunt, you're inviting a, a higher percentage of failure to come into the picture, because if you if you even if you're doing a live stunt show and you're doing the same thing three or four times a day every day, if you become complacent at all, then you're you're in, you're inviting a higher level of danger. And how I say that is that you know. You can't assume anything. You know, you know, you have to. If you're, if you, if you don't have fear, then uh, then something's wrong. So it's a, it's a natural feeling. You just deal with it. You envision what you have to do, and then on action you do it, and you don't do anything else. Um, if they need to change something, then that's fine. But you don't take it upon yourself to change any of the action. Um, you know, unless you do have to abort. <laughs> No, but that's but that's again, it's it, that's excellent advice. It's also excellent to know because it also means if I'm talking to somebody that I'm potentially hiring or working with, that if if they seem too confident, that might be a danger signal. You know, if they're yeah, you know. yeah. Well, I mean, um, stunts seems like it's uh, very, very, very dangerous and exciting, and 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 it is. It's very. It can be very uh-huh. dangerous and exciting. Um, but with with all of the uh, Say injuries or even fatalities that have happened on on movies in our history. There's been a lot of uh, precautions, a lot of safety, a lot of equipment that's come out. And uh, you know, if if it's not safe, don't do it. If uh, you know, if somebody can't shoot around it, um, don't do it. Uh, you know, I, I I personally won't play into a director's ego. If they want something that's not going to happen, I'll say shoot around it. We'll do it in cuts, you know, that sort of thing. Well, so. again, an excellent point you make is, is, and I'm going to rephrase it, you know, to my understanding, is, is the bottom line is this is make-believe just like everything else in the movies make-believe. And so you're, there may be danger, but you're, you're working to minimize all danger. You're working to make it look worse than it ever really could be and you know for the film and it's so much different than these idiot jackass kind of things where people are out you know jumping off roofs and busting their you know their bodies up and things like that because they you know doing dumbass moves this is this is completely counter to that you you're looking for doing something the safest possible way you know not to maximize the risk and the injury absolutely i mean uh, you know, you don't, you don't, you just tend to stay away from the cockiness. I mean, you can, you can be confident in yourself because you've done something over and over. Um, mm-hmm. 
but as far as getting cocky or um, saying, right. yeah, I can do it bigger, I can go better, you know, sometimes you don't have to. I mean, we we can shoot we can shoot a uh, say say a car chase. We can shoot it at 35, 40 miles an hour, and it looks on screen like you're going 80 miles an hour. Sure, you know? sure. So there's a you know that's where that's where you get to uh, really work with the the director of photography and with the uh, with the director to get what they're envisioned, but in the safest way possible. Well, you you also pointed out something earlier that that we didn't do when I was telling that horse story, and we didn't do. And yet, as a producer, it's the one thing that I constantly stress, and, and or as a director, I always talk about having enough pre-production to know all your contingency plans, so that if anything can or should or might go wrong, you know what you're going to do instead. And sure. when we were doing the ride, we, as actors, we didn't know any better. We were just sitting on these horses and waiting for them to call action, and I just at the last moment thought of Eric Stratton and said, well, you know, whatever you do, don't stop, because we won't be able to see it. But we didn't actually plan or go, if they do stop or if there's a bump in the road or if we get lost in the fog or what what would we do? We were just like, okay, ready, action. <laughs> and I, you know, so we weren't prepared to actually do what we did, um, and so we were lucky, but we weren't actually prepared to do it on that particular shoot. Right. So, so it, again, I, you know, I, I'm very glad that you brought that up because, you know, to have a contingency plan to, to know what to do in case something doesn't work the way you expect it to. Um, Chris, I need to take a short break here, and then I'm going to come back. And I've got some questions that uh, that I have to ask you, but also, and I'm enjoying this really very, very much, and I've got some questions from email that, that people have sent in, and I want to ask some of that. So uh, we'll be okay. back in just a second. Um, you're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. The official website is R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S dot com. All of these interviews are archived right there at the interviews blog, so go back and listen to each and every one of them. There are over 250-plus hours of interviews with professional filmmakers who are in the trenches every day sharing secrets, tips, advice, you know, suggestions of what to do, what not to do, uh, in order for you to make your projects, complete them easier, quicker less expensively, and to get them done and advance your careers. All we ask of you is that you share these podcasts and these interviews with other people, spread it around on the Internet through Twitter, Facebook, through whatever social means you use, tell people by word of mouth, you know, point people so that they can listen to them, and leave comments after each show there at the player that you're listening to this live or archived with. Just go ahead and leave comments there. Rate and review the shows at, uh, and podcasts at uh at the iTunes store. Now, my upcoming guests, I'm going to just talk about two of them right now. The first one is Janice Benson. She's been with us before. She's written for Buffy and Angel and Firefly and Battlestar Galactica and Gattaca and Warehouse 13. And her new show, she's got two. One is uh, Husbands, the web series on the web. The other is Once Upon a Time, which just debuted on ABC. It was the strongest opening debut show uh, in a long, long time for any uh, drama uh, in, in network television. That just premiered, I believe, Sunday night. You can see it on the Internet. ABC allows you to watch it. My DVR did not record it, as was scheduled. And uh, I mentioned it to Jane. She said, well, here's a link. You can just go on the ABC website and watch the show. So if you haven't seen it, uh, go ahead and take a look at it. It's an intriguing new show about fantasies and and, uh, fairy tales coming to life. Um, My other guests are going to be on uh, 
That, uh, and that next show is tomorrow, actually, same time, same location. Uh, but you're going to want to hear Gene Spenson talk more about the film business. And uh, Andrea Schreeman and Gregor Collins, they've co-written a script together. They're co-producing. They're coming up on Thursday, the 27th of October. So be sure to uh, listen to them. I'm in Los Angeles uh, for the final days of AFM and AFI from about the 7th to the 17th of November. So I may not be doing any shows unless I decide to schedule one that will pick up shows in November. And um, uh, later part of November, just so that you're aware. So you get a chance to go back and listen to all the archive shows during that time. If I do decide to do a remote or last-minute show, I will uh, notify through Twitter or Facebook. All right. Um, so we're listening to uh, Mr. Christopher Hadley discussing stunts today and, uh, and the stunt coordination. So um, let me ask you this. From Carrie, she emailed. She said um, she has a six-year-old actor, and his goal Carrie. includes doing – huh? Her name is Carrie. Carrie. She's emailed. Okay. Yeah, and she emailed. And she said that uh, he's got a six-year-old actor whose many goals include doing a movie one day that includes stunts. So he's always jumping around the house and literally climbing the walls. She said, however, I've read enough SAG contracts to know that even simple bike ride can be classified as a stunt. How would you classify a stunt, Chris? Well, a, a stunt a stunt is a, a, a lot of stunts um, that are simple like that. It, it's actually driving or doing something that you would not normally do. If, uh, say, say um, even if you brake tread, say say I'm at a standstill in a car, and mm-hmm. uh, and then they want me to peel out and drive off, that's a stunt. You know, whether the actor does it, whether a stunt guy does it, that's technically a stunt. Um, if you're on a bicycle and you're, you're riding it, uh, you know, say, Point five miles an hour, and you tip over and fall on the grass. That's not something you would normally do. That's a stunt. So, um, you know, Kerry, um, it sounds like he's already doing stunts. <laughs> well, it does. It does, doesn't it? He, yeah. She said, what kind of things can he either do now or later to be able to list stunts as an ability on his resume? Uh, you mean, I, so I suppose, like, if he were skateboarding, and he could, uh, like my son skateboards, and I don't even know all the terms for all the different things that they do. But so, let's say he does a, a he skateboards over a ramp and, and onto another ramp, a small six-inch jump or something like that. Would they, would could he then put that down in special abilities or, or? Yes. Absolutely. You know, if uh, he's good at skateboarding, put it on the resume. That's a skill. Uh, he's six years old. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my son just turned seven, so uh, oh, congratulations! You know, he has he has a few uh, skill sets too. But yeah, if he can ride a bike and and uh, put it on his skills, even as an actor, if he wants to pursue acting, that's still a skill um, that you want to put on your resume. At six years old, you know, I wouldn't put down you know playing uh, Mario as a skill so much, <laughs> but I would you know. But if the kid can play guitar, put it down uh-huh. the resume. You know, if he can, uh, if he can, uh, I don't know, if he martial can do arts. tumbling, martial arts, yeah, exactly. Um, if he can dance, put it down as a skill. You know? And, uh, you know, as far as stunts, you know, he's a little young. But, uh, you know, once once he starts, if say he becomes an actor, he's 12, 13 years old and he's acting, um, a coordinator will have to, 
see some sort of a uh, you know uh, training or having been trained to do a certain stunt under another coordinator or school, um, a coordinator would have to see that you know or firm stuff really to hire him for that. So um, if he wants to pursue stunts, you know there's various stunt schools. Um, you know, martial arts, at his age, martial arts is good. Gymnastics is good to start out there. And then uh, those will be the schools that he can list as uh, that he went to. And then once he gets older, you know, say he gets his driver's license at 16 years old. If they're in L.A., go to Rick Siemens. It's an invaluable school. If you're on the East Coast, go to the Extreme Stunt and Driving, Stunt, uh, stunt Drive, Stunt Precision Driving Clinic. I recommend that in Orlando. Uh, that's where I went, and uh, you get a lot of seat time. You'll learn a lot. So uh, that could be something once he starts getting older. Um, once he's 18 or so, you know, try to get into a, a high fall clinic. But what, what he re- should really do is, uh, you know, set things as a goal. Try to meet stunt coordinators. Try to work with them. Try to train with them. You know, learn as much as you can. Um and learn the discipline, too. And uh, that's all very important. Um, and, you know, if he pursues acting and he can do stunts, too, his market just opened up because he can do his own stunts. So, you know, he might be more desirable um, from a production because he can act and he can do his own stunts, too. So, you know, Jackie Chan, you know, he's worked a few, a few right. movies. So, yeah. Tom right. Cruise, those guys. Right, great points. Now, she asks, and I think we actually we've answered, you know, anything that you can tell, you know, this mom of an actor about stunts to make her feel better about them, and I, I think you have. I mean, in other words, this whole conversation has been about learning how to do it right, and there are stunt schools, and, you know, you're not taking unnecessary risks, and it's not about doing stupid, silly things. And Mike Glancy um, mentions, you know, have wear a helmet, you know, if he's biking or skateboarding or things like that. So, I mean, it is really all about safety. It's not about doing crazy jackass kind of, you know, dangerous things. The stunt no. profession is a professional, you know, is 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 around safety. And so I think that, that uh, if mom knows that, anything you want to add to that? Um, well, yeah. Um, you know, guys like that that are jackass, that kind of thing, those guys don't work for very long. Um, because you don't want to put any more risk into something than that's already there, honestly. So, and you know, you can always start out going slow and then work your way up. You know, if um, right. if if they can, uh, you know, if, if you don't, you know, what you want to do is instead of somebody going too far with something and then having to pull them back, you work them up to that point, you know, that way, because, um, you know, if, if I can if I can sell a 100-foot high fall by jumping 30 feet, I'd much rather do that than, than go the 100 feet or say, hey, I can do a 100-foot high fall, you know, and then, and then go up there and then, then you're moving everyone out, you're getting bigger bags, you're, you know, you don't right. need to, if you don't need to do it, then don't do it, you know. And, and again, that is the 
advantage of working with a professional. They would know that, you know, and 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 and, and by working with a DP and a director and, and a stunt coordinator, they would they could say we can make this look like it's a hundred feet when in fact it's only thirty feet. As, as you pointed out a couple of times on the show today, you know, in terms of driving or something like that, you could make something look like it's going eighty miles when it's going thirty. So. Sure. So knowing that I'm things. not I'm not trying to dumb stunts uh, by any means by right. giving this information of what you can do to you know you always want to be safe you always want to be cautious but stunt people are there for a reason they're trained to do these things if you need them to do it they will do it if you find the right one they can do it but um, you know it, there's still always a danger but the stunt people that will work and have a career are the ones that are safe and the ones that don't aren't hot dogging, you know, cause, uh, and that sort of thing. Now, in a, in a given in a union film, as opposed to a non-union film, you, you're also going to have to work with the first AD. Cause oh, absolutely, yes. Technically, they're the, the, they're the safety person on the set, and they, they can call it, you know, the, I, even over and above a director, director say, I want this thing, and that's the... First day you can say, well, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen that I'm, way. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I've, I've had a really close relationship with a lot of ADs, and they uh, are invaluable because, you know, the director has his vision. He may have written the script. He he may be so passionate, and but, you know, if a good AD will say, you can do that, you can't do that. Um, and working with an AD is really good on a safety point of view, too. He can make sure that the whole crew is where they should be. All the elements are, are where they should be. Um, you know, if he, he can be sort of a lia- liaison between the coordinator and the crew or, you know, the actors or any bystanders that are there. If, if we're doing a burn, we let them know, you know, we got five minutes, we got one minute, and then we're bringing her on and lighting her up, or him, lighting her up, him, and, uh, you know, so you have that trust with the AD that he's going to have all those things when you bring somebody out to perform this time. Absolutely. Now, now, can we talk a little bit about choosing your path within the industry and, and, and how, you know, if somebody wants to become a stunt person, you know, or, or like yourself, how do you choose a path? How do you decide, you know, or, or think about where, yeah. you, where you want to go? Well, I would say... You need to be honest and and true to yourself. And and when I when I say be honest, I would say you know like I, I made the mistake early on in my career. You know when I when I got into acting after I had a I had a motorcycle accident. I hurt my knee as soon as I tried to get into stunts. This happened, and I just thought I was never work again. So I got into acting, and um, I. You know, I thought I was George Clooney. I thought I was Brad Pitt, and I was far from it. I was going after these roles I was never going to get, you know. And um, so I ended up starting going for the more average guy kind of roles, and I started making, yeah, you know, booking more more gigs that way because I wasn't, you know, trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I wasn't trying to be something I wasn't. I would go uh-huh. in, I was honest with myself, and I got those, I got the, those jobs. And, uh, you know, being prepared, I'd go in with uh, two, three changes of clothes. I'd go in with, you know, sneakers and dress shoes. I'd go in prepared that way. If, you know, I would go in knowing uh, the other people's lines, 
because you never know. You might get a bump up, and then you need to know their lines. So I wouldn't just study my sides. I would try to get everyone's, know everyone's lines, that kind of thing, being prepared. If you're going to get into stunts, you really have to do it because you love it. You um, want to be able to tell the story through the action. Because, you know, that's a big part of it. You're telling the story through the action. You're not, you might not have the dialogue unless you're a stunt actor, but um, you, you might not have tons of face time, but you're actually still telling a story by being on fire, by crashing a car. So, you know, and stunt people, um, you know, it, it, it is a, a business, it is a small community, and they're all out there, you know, trying to hustling and trying to find the next job you know it's it's not as easy if if um say you're a grip you may work more than a stuntman if you're a director you might work more than a stuntman um so like i said if you're in it because you want to make a lot of money pursue acting be a director um you know produce do that sort of thing um if you want to do stunts because you you love it. It's something you love doing, and um, you know you get the satisfaction from it that that I do. Um, then get into stunts, you know. But uh, be honest with yourself, um, and uh, and make friends with people. That's such a big thing in this industry too. If if um, it's not all about you, if you're the lead actor in a film, there's so much money and crew and hard work and labor that goes behind that camera. When you get in front of that camera as an actor, you do your job and you act. You know, I, I'm saying this, you know, don't make a bunch of jokes, don't overact, that kind of, don't waste people's time because, you know, it's not always about you. So um, that, that's always uh, something I try to think about too is, um, you know, you're there, you're doing a job. So, you know, be honest with yourself, do your job and, and you'll work You'll work more often. Uh, that's excellent advice. Absolutely excellent. What do you um, What do you mean when you say you need to put your money where your mouth is, but you got to do it tactfully? Yeah, I wrote that. Um, I, what I would say is, if uh, if you're working with on a on a say say you're helping out your safety or your stunt person on a thing, on a on a production, and all of a sudden the director wants somebody to do a different stunt or accompany you with a stunt. And if you were to say, oh, oh I can do it, raise your hand, jump up in the air, I can do it, and you really can't, you're probably never going to work again if you actually try to do it and you can't do it. So you have to put your money where your mouth is. is if you've done it, so you can do it, but if you haven't done it, don't don't cross don't cross that bridge into doing something you've never done, you know. But um, it you know, a coordinator is not going to to take you at face value. They need to see what you've done. So you know, slip them a resume, show them, say, yeah, I've done this before. Um, but uh, I, I would say be tactful. Don't uh, you know? Don't get in someone's face and hustle them and and uh, tell them everything you can do, you know. That, that's what well, I, I, 
Again, excellent advice. I think that, that living in Hollywood and, and pursuing a, a career as an actor, we 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 hear so many things about what we should or shouldn't put on our resumes. And but one of the things that we should never do is lie and never pad them with things that no. we don't do or can't do, because you do get fun. I have the number of people who have said they could ride horses and can't ride horses, for example, or you know they say, oh yeah, I can ride a motorcycle, and they get hired to ride a motorcycle and they can't. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, it it uh, it does. I mean, it destroys credibility, and it's, it's the the industry, as large as it is, is also very small, and and, sure. and word can get out, and so you want to have a good reputation and a and a you know, and a, um, I, I want to say something that I was I was brought on to a picture that I'm not associated with. I was brought on in just very briefly a western that was going to shoot uh, recently. And um, I, they said they were doing a Western. It was going to be a low-budget Western of all things. And I said, you do know what a Western is about. And they're like, what? And I said, it's about the horses. you know. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, it's all about whether you can get the horse to hit its mark. I mean, you know, you've you got a bunch of people on horseback, you know, oh, yeah. trying to be, you know, in a, in a particular place. In a particular, do you have professional riders? Do you have some riders? Well, no, the actors will do that. Well, have the actors ever ridden a horse before? Well, I, I just learned the other day that they put somebody on a horse that had never ridden before and, and uh, you know, had all sorts of trouble. So, you know, uh, and I, 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 things came up for me. I, I mean, it, it just didn't work out, you know, that I could help them in this particular project. But, but, um, you know, yeah, I, that's, I, the, that's I, the producer in you, you know. Yeah, right. yeah I guess so. You know, you, but you do. You want to. You want to qualify everything and make sure that because I told them you're going to be on location. You know, you, you've got limited number of daylight hours in the in the in the, uh, in the fall compared to summer. You're in a colder climate. You know, you've got compressed shooting time. You got to make sure that everything. You know, you got to you got to overplan this shoot, not underplan it. And I believe they underplanned it, but. But uh, anyway, um, you you uh, also mentioned relationships and developing relationships, and and uh, which which is, I think, one of the best things that anyone can do, regardless of what position they hold in the industry. If it's craft service, if you're a grip, if you're a makeup artist, if you're an actor, if you're a producer, if you're a stunt person, um, you know, if you're an agent, whatever. It truly is all about relationships and who you know, and and getting work from people who know and value and trust you. Is it not? Oh, it is absolutely. I mean, you you have uh, reoccurring production teams that stick together, you know, because they they they've created a machine that that's working, and um, you know, and a lot of directors, you know, they'll after their first film, they'll they'll keep some people and they'll take some people off that you know they thought could have maybe done better, but you know, these these directors and producers are creating teams that work that um, they can trust each other, um, you know, and uh, get things done. And they even stick with the same actors a lot of times because they get the, you know, they're, they're getting what they're paying for, really. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's very uh, it's very important. Production time is not something to waste. I mean, people are spending, you know, when, they, when a production is, is costing, you know, 20 grand an hour, you know, you don't want to waste anyone's time. Anyone's time, but in the in, in and these sets, these productions, they're moving from place to place, and it's really almost a, a village, just of a, a small community moving from place to place. And these people need to get along, and um, it, building a relationship with people and being at the same time professional and doing your job, it's invaluable. You can't. 
I can't stress that enough. And uh, again, it's not all about you. Um, no matter who you are on on a set, it's not all about you. So it's it's a, it's always a group effort. And um, and you want to be with friends. You want to work with your friends. And um, you know, and it's hard. And, and when when you're sometimes so close to somebody, I always say you can you can um, hate something or somebody. Um, it, more so if you love them. Um, I, I have I have best friends that I love to death. I would die for them, but you know they piss me off so quickly sometimes. You know what I mean? So you know you you have to be able to trust people for their abilities, um, even on an emotional level. I might be getting off side track here, but uh, even on an emotional level, if, if you see somebody that you're working with and they're say they're getting booking more jobs say they're say you might think they're succeeding a little bit more root for them don't get jealous don't talk behind their back root for them say all right cool you know i'm with that guy you know and and you find it all the time and the stunt community is a very small community you know and and people get mixed emotions they might think uh or or create um you know these feelings in their mind and uh you know the the truth is uh you might think uh somebody's uh trying to to overstep you or doing this and that and it's not it's really not the case you know so um you know the best the best uh advice i would say is that if you think something like that's going on with a a coworker somebody you work with a friend you know Make sure you go to them directly, talk to them, hash it out, you know, don't hash it out with uh, your friend, their friends, your mutual friends. Just hash it out, get it over with, and then move on, you know. So that's, uh, the that, relationships is so important. That is, that is uh, very important, and I'm so glad that you said that, because, you know, the film business, for all its... I mean, I love it. I mean, I've loved it all my life. You know, I mean, I, I and you do. You know, I mean, in other words, I, you, I can't think of anything more fun and more uh, a greater privilege than to be able to be in the movie business. And uh, that may be true regard in any business that someone's in if they love what they do. But uh, it, it also tends to attract people who are very egocentric and, and very, you know, um, steal the limelight and upstaging. And, you know, I mean, we don't necessarily attract the healthiest of all people or or not all of us always are the hel- in the healthiest of mental spaces at all times, you know, given given the nature of our business. So so to 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 point out that you know um rather than be envious be supportive because i, I personally i'm a I'm, I'm a firm believer in you get what you think about so if i'm thinking you know about how this person is doing great and i'm not i mean it's it's highlighting that i wouldn't be you know i'm jealous or that that instead of getting what they've got i get more jealousy and more envy and, and you know it's like instant karma i just believe that you should stay positive you should stay focused you should stay supportive you should do whatever you can to encourage others as well as yourself. And if you, if there are relationships, I like what you said. If there are snags in a relationship, work them out. You know, go to the person and and and, and straighten it out, and don't let things fester. And uh, you know, and and 
get over it and 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 move forward, you know, in a positive way. So that that's very good advice, and I think it's really good advice, especially for performers and stunt performers. I mean, if you've got critical work that you got to do, you, you want to trust the people. You don't want to be harboring any, you know, ill will toward anybody at at, at critical moments. Right, right. You know, when Absolutely. you're putting your, when you're putting your life or their life in each other's hands, you know, I mean, that kind of thing. You want you want to know that your team is all, you know, um, together, kind of one mind to support sure. each other. Yeah, you We've have got, to be united. <laughs> we sure do. We've got about seven minutes left at the outside here, and um, and uh, so how does someone get started? Again, I mean, like. Uh, whether they're six or whether they're 16 or 26, they want to get into stunts. Ooh, you mentioned some places for driving on the east and west coast, but, um, you know, and I know that I grew up, there's Yerkes Stunt School in Los Angeles, and there's others. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, are there, and Bob Yerkes I've known for decades and a fabulous man. Um, but what, uh, what, uh, what, what do you recommend? Really? You you really um, you really do have to start with a, a stunt coordinator. Um, they're the ones that, that are going to hire you if you want to do stunts. So you know you can um, and they can guide you to where you need to go, what your interests are. They can guide you. They can direct you into that you know into that area. Um, and depends on where you live. Try to find a, a coordinator that's close by. Um, to where you live, uh, because you know you can get on a set and there's a there's a coordinator from across the country. You know, sure, give them your resume, give them your headshot, talk to them. You know, but if you find somebody closer to home, if you can get rooted um, uh, close to home, then you can expand, you can broaden out from there. But start with a coordinator. Tell them your interests. Um, you know, go to the schools nearby. Get as much training or, or licensing that you can, and uh, you know, and then just hustle. You know, um, look look for you know through networking, and then look for jobs, and, and send your stuff in. You know, and just don't give up. That's another thing. It's easy to give up. Don't give up. If it's something you love doing, don't give up on it. So uh, you know, that's that's the best advice I could say. Is don't give up. And that is good advice. Let me ask this. Because, uh, you know, I'm an extra, I'm a grip, I'm somebody on a movie set, I'm an actor, and, and there's a stunt coordinator there, and there's stunt people. I can go and approach this person. Uh, let's talk a little bit about set protocol before we do that, you know, before before we have to close here. In, in terms of, you know, people are highly concentrated, and the worst time to try and get somebody's attention versus when it would be convenient. What what do you recommend? How do you, how do you approach a stunt coordinator and say, hey, Right. Um, well, yeah. There's uh, there's ethics on the set. Uh, you don't want to while they're working. You don't want to be able to do that. Just watch them. You know, choose a good time. It might not necessarily be with it when they're eating, even. But if they're if they're uh, you know, say they're sitting down um, and just looking at what's going on, you you can kind of feel it out. You can get an aura about when it's a good time, and and then just you know, don't don't rush the the guy um and and just tell him everything you can just tactfully come up to him say hello introduce yourself um say i really enjoy watching you work and uh here's my information um and and uh and then that's it you know cut it off there they're going to pin it up on the wall and they're going to look at you a few times and then you know they might get they might have a part for you 
So, you know, don't don't take a lot of their time. Just do it very tactfully. Awesome. And lastly, you say get rooted. What do you mean by get rooted? Oh, the get rooted, yeah, I would say you, you need a place to start. You need to be known and and then grow from one place, I believe. Um, this business is it's a global business now, but, um, you know, if you're not, it's like any business, you know, Budweiser started in St. Louis and now they're all over the place, but they started in one area and worked their way out. So, you know, you need the, the coordinators and the other stunt people that live close by, the people you're going to work with because productions are coming there. You have to start there. And then, you know, hopefully you'll get a good de- deal where you're uh, a permanent stunt level for somebody and you get to travel, you get to go where the set goes. But, uh, yeah, I would I would definitely um, try not to be too sporadic with uh, where you're moving around to. I would try to go where the work is and then, you know, Develop yourself a, a good name uh, where 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 you're living. Pretty much is, is what I mean about get rooted. Wow. Well, Christopher, this has been a delightful time. I mean, we've had a couple of conversations since the movie, but not anything as long as as this. And we got to do it live on the air. But uh, I certainly appreciated you on the set and your expertise and your entire crew. And I hope you pass along kudos and and best wishes to all of them. And hopefully we'll all get to work together sometime soon. Um, I can't think of anything that I would enjoy more than to be reunited in a working situation, but also in a social situation as well, or or hopefully Girls Gone Dead premiere or screenings or some sort. But uh, you've been a fabulous wealth of information regarding stunts and, and pursuing that as a career, and I thank you so much both for your work that you did on the movie with your team and, and for providing this information to myself and all of the listeners uh, who are listening to the show today and, and forever. Thank you, Rex. It's been a delight. No, I really appreciate this. It's, it's been nice to talk talk shop with you, and I, I do hope to work with you again soon. That would be great. Yeah, me, t- me too. Me too. So more power to you. Do say hello to everyone down there for me, and uh, and Jared is standing by or listening. Then make sure that Jared knows. Give him a pat on the back too, and 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 everyone else. And uh, and thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Do you have? Let's say this. Let's put out some information for you. You got a website or or something that the listeners can. And you're on Facebook, so people can find Christopher Hadley on Facebook. But uh, sure. how do they get in touch with you and your information? Or if they want to uh, hire yeah. you. Um, you can find on IMDb. It's got a link to uh, my website. Um, Facebook me, friend me. Um, tell me what you're doing, where you are, where you live, what you'd like to do. You know, if I can offer any information or, or advice, I'll do that. It's not a problem. So uh, email me. Email me. Find me on Facebook, Christopher Hadley. Um, I think I'm on fire is my profile picture. Um, and then, uh, or you know, find my email from there. It's drive for cam, D R I V E, the number four, C A M, at yahoo.com. And, uh, you know, give me a call. Let's talk. Awesome. All right. Well, Mr. Christopher Hadley, and uh, talking about the world of stunts and stunt coordinating. Thank you so much. No problem, Rex. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right. You too. 
I want to thank my fascinating guest, again, Mr. Christopher Hadley, for being here today and for sharing uh, with all of us uh, the uh, information that he did about stunts and, and the different aspects of stunts. It certainly is a conversation that can go on for uh, many, many, many hours, uh, talking about the intricacies of, of being safe and, 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 and recreating things that look harrowing. Um, so I appreciate Christopher for being here. And uh, I appreciate you, all of my listeners, for being here. Please do visit Christopher Hadley on Facebook uh, and uh, and uh, contact him, especially if you're making movies and you need a good stunt guy, a good stunt coordinator, and his team, uh, awesome professional team. So uh, uh, do that. And also, just just uh, if you have questions of Chris, feel free to uh, to do what he. Uh, said that you could do. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook at Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends. Join me there uh, on the Facebook page because you'll get updates to uh, these interviews. Also, you can use that page, Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends. Go ahead and use that page to post about your movie projects and your upcoming events and your cast and crew notices. I'd, I'd much prefer you do it on Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends than on my own personal profile page. So. So, but uh, I, that page is designed for that. We're all friends in this industry, and so we can support each other. So, go ahead if you're not a, uh, if you haven't joined us there, please, or joined me there, please do. Follow me on Twitter at Rex Sykes Movie BT. The last word is abbreviated Rex Sykes Movie BT. Also, have a YouTube channel. You can search it out, Rex Sykes Movie Beat, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I want to thank everyone for being here today. Do leave comments at the player. Do rate and review the shows at the at the podcast, and please do share this interview and all of the interviews with your friends and your filmmaker friends and and your contacts and keep in mind that Jane Spenson is coming up keep in mind that uh, I've got Gregor Collins and and his partner producing partner and writer uh, coming Andrea Schreeman coming up and that uh, next year you're going to go to the um, Pepin Wisconsin Flyway Film Festival because it's an awesome festival. Thanks everybody for being here. Uh, make your projects. Have a fabulous day. And until we meet the next time, that is a wrap. <laughs>